0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house today. Today is the 15th Sunday after Trinity in the church year. And uh, the first song we're going to sing this morning is May the Peoples Praise You. We sing together. Of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus, our Lord, lives. Our text today comes from our Old Testament reading in First Kings chapter 17. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be holy and acceptable in your sight. Amen. Desperate and resigned. That's the way it is for a mom and her son. She is living in hard days. Her husband is dead. We don't know why or from what. All we are told is that she is a widow. There is a bad king In Israel, his name is Ahab, and we know that he ruled for 22 years. He was the worst of the worst of the kings of Israel. He married an unbeliever, a wicked woman who was named Jezebel, and he worshipped her false god, Baal. And as a result of wicked Ahab's rule, God sends a drought upon the land. No rain, no dew, no lights, no motor car, not a single luxury. Oh, no, that's Gilligan's Island. No rain, no dew, nothing. And everything dries up. The streams and brooks stop flowing. And not just in Israel, but in the surrounding countries too, including the town of Sidon where the widow lives. And so a mom in Zarephath is at the end of her rope. She has gone through all of her food and all that's left is enough food for one more meal. And then this mom and her son will die from starvation and thirst. Single mom Only son, no food, no water, starvation, thirst, and death. Desperation and resignation. It's that bad. It's hopeless. Beyond hopeless. But God is going to save her and her son. From certain death. She just doesn't know it yet. And why? Because God is gracious and God is merciful. And in saving her, he will save his prophet as well. At the same time, all of this is going on with the widow. God's prophet is a man named Elijah. You remember him years later. Elijah is going to be taken to heaven in chariot of fire. But recently, during the early days of the drought, Elijah was living by a brook that is running with water, and miraculously, the ravens are bringing Elijah food, bread in the morning, bread and meat at night. But after a while, the brook where Elijah is living dries up as well. The drought gets worse, And Elijah is suffering, and the word of the Lord comes to Elijah. Arise, go to Zarephath, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow to feed you. Who is the widow? You guessed it, the single mom. But wait, isn't she fixing her last meal? Yep, that's her same woman, she is going to feed Elijah. How in the world is that going to happen? Well, Elijah goes to Zarephath, and he gets to the gate of the city, and he sees the single mom. She's gathering a couple of sticks, and Elijah calls to her, and he says, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I might drink. And so she goes to get him some water. And as she is going, Elijah says to her, Oh, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And now she speaks up. And she says, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. She is that desperate. She is that resigned to death. It is that bad. Hopeless. I've never had it that bad. Have you? Well, Elijah speaks up Don't fear go and do as you've said but first but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me and afterward make something for yourself and your son Now at this point you might think that Elijah is a real jerk <laughs> but he isn't Remember Elijah has a word of promise from God Elijah is bold because God has made him a bold promise. I have commanded a widow to feed you. And Elijah takes God at his word. He believes what God says. God has granted Elijah faith. He trusts the word of the Lord. God is going to save Elijah's life. And he is going to do it through this widow woman. And so then Elijah speaks a word of promise to our single mom. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Your food will never run out. There will always be enough for you and your son and for me. Whoa, that is quite a promise. Every day, God will multiply the food you have so that you have enough food for that day. And at the end of the day, after you have eaten, You will have as much flour and oil as you had at the beginning of the day. And God works a miracle in this woman. He gives her faith to believe the word of promise spoken by Elijah the prophet. Remember this woman. This woman is not an Israelite. She is not a believer. She tells Elijah that God is his God, not her God. And yet God's word of promise gives her faith to trust God's word spoken by Elijah. She believes and she acts upon the promise of God that Elijah speaks to her. Our text tells us, "...and she went and did as Elijah said." She gives Elijah a portion of the last of her food. And we are told, And she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. God is faithful. He keeps his word God is trustworthy. He is so different. We are so used to being lied to. We are skeptical about everything we are told. It doesn't matter what we are told. We are skeptics. We don't trust what others say. If their mouth is moving, we assume they are lying to us. And this single mom, she didn't trust either. That is, until God's promise gave her faith to believe the word of promise. Faith triumphs over her skepticism. Faith stops doubting and believes. And God's promise gives faith to a desperate single mom who thinks that she and her son are going to die. And God delivers on his promise. He keeps his word. There is enough food for the mom and her son and the prophet Elijah. That's the way God is. He makes a promise and he keeps it. If God is speaking, he is telling you the truth. And eventually it will rain. At God's command, the drought will end, and the mom and the son and Elijah are saved. Desperate and resigned. This is often how we are, too. In our gospel reading, Jesus reminds us that we are anxious about many things. We are anxious about our life. We are anxious about what we will eat, about what we will drink, about our body, about what we will wear. We are a lot like the single widow woman in our Old Testament reading. We worry about today, we fret about tomorrow, we stress over next week. But Jesus saves us from our worry and our anxious thoughts. He reminds you and me, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than they? You are more valuable, aren't you? You are the crown of God's creation. You're not just another one of the animals like all of the other animals that God created. No, you are a man or you are a woman. You are created by God, the crown of his creation. You are more than an animal. But more than that, you belong to God by redemption. Jesus bought you with his precious blood and his life and his sacrifice upon the cross. You are much more valuable than the birds of the air. And if God takes care of them, Jesus says, you can count on God taking care of you. And then to drive the point home to you and me this morning, Jesus says, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? God's promise conquers your doubts. Your baptism washes away your skepticism. God gives you faith that trusts the promises of God's word. His promise puts your anxious heart at rest. He gives to you a peace that the world cannot give. In the story of the widow at Zarephath, I am amazed how the flour and the oil never run out. And in that, it reminds me of God's love for you and me. His forgiveness for you never runs out. His mercy and goodness follow you all the days of your life. In a world where patience and forgiveness come to an end in our canceled culture, God's patience and his forgiveness for you never come to an end. He feeds you his body. He gives you his blood to drink for the forgiveness of your sins. Communion points you and me to the cross. For there you see Jesus' commitment to you. And to your salvation. He endures all the suffering of the cross for you. He offers his life for yours. He finishes his work and you are forgiven. Forever. And we need his forgiveness. We sin every day. We do the same sins over and over and over again. We're not getting better from day to day. We continue to do sins, the same sins, day after day after day. And you would think, you would think that God would reach the end of his rope with you and me, that God would give up, that he would stop forgiving us. But he doesn't. He isn't like us. His mercy never ends. And there is forgiveness for you and me always, like the flour and the oil. His forgiveness for you Never runs out. In our text, God saves the mom and her son from certain death. And isn't this what Jesus has done for you and me? He rose from the dead victorious on Easter Sunday morning, and he promises you that you too will rise from the dead to life everlasting. And this truth, spoken by Jesus, gives us hope gives us hope when we are at the end of our rope. When desperation and resignation assail your soul, God gives you the promise of life to hold on to. His word. His word is living and active, and it works faith in you and me so that we place our trust in him. During the hard days of drought, God cared for and provided for a widowed single mom her son and his prophet Elijah. He was faithful then. He is faithful now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen. Hallelujah. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord, to life everlasting. Amen. Please join me as we speak the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate,
1: give you